Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to episode 153 on the channel. It is our first in focus of 2020. And we're going to start off with a bit of a Leitrim legend. One of the finest players ever to wear the green and gold jersey is Mickey Martin of St. Mary's and Carrick and Shannon. Now, he has the most amazing career with his championship debut the same day as Packy McGarty retired his green and gold jersey. Mickey Martin took up the mantle and for the next 20 years he was the foremost Leitrim footballer in the county. He represented Ireland in the first ever international rules series. He captained his club, then Sheemore Gales, to the senior football championship at just 18 years of age and also was part of that Leitrim team to win that first ever under-21 Connacht Championship in 1977. He is, of course, Mickey Martin, and he joins me for a chat about his life and times growing up in Carrick and Shannon, playing with St Mary's, Leitrim, and everything else in between. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did actually sitting down with the great man himself for a conversation. Here's how our conversation went. Mickey, welcome to the programme. Thank you. It's great to have you on. I said, we go back a long way. Uh, you were actually my first football manager back in the day. You didn't make anything of me, but I think that's more to do with me than your ability as a coach or a, a leader. In terms of you, you're obviously one of the, the big names when you look back at Leitrim teams over the last 120, 130 years. There's three or four names that, that come to mind, I suppose. Emlyn Mulligan of the last 10 years. Packy McGarty's name is always thrown into that conversation. Seamus Quinn of the 90s and noughties. But in that gap between Packy McGarty and Seamus Quinn, and you played with both of them in the green and gold of Leitrim, your name is the, the first name on any team sheet. Let's talk about you growing up in Carrick and Shannon and, and how big a role football played in your life. Well, at that time... There wasn't the same level of sports. There wasn't as many clubs as there is now. The GA, the football and the hurling then. My next door neighbour at that time was Tommy O'Reardon. He had us out playing hurling every day. So um, we started then. Um, the facilities weren't there. Park Sean was just opening up in 64. So we're on the roads most of the time, hitting ball and kicking ball, just like everybody else. So... That developed in when Park Sean opened, uh, we got a pitch in the Park Lane in Carrick here, and that was our home ground, our home base. That's where we were nearly every day, playing football, playing hurling, doing all sporting things. As it says, there wasn't a soccer club, there wasn't a rugby club. The athletics were school, school-based athletics only. Um, well, there would have been a club there, but it wasn't as, wasn't like it is now. Um, there wasn't any of the Tai Chi's or any of those clubs, so you, you stuck with your, you don't need the football, and that's, you only had the GA, and that was it. Now I'm going to be criticised for that, but there was a golf club and there was other clubs, but for us, that was it. That's what we played. And uh, well, The Gaelic would have been accessible, you just needed a football to play, really. Yeah, it was, it was the only, the only sport in town at the moment, at that time, and so we, that's where we spent our day at. Uh, playing on the road, playing and kicking a ball from all over, in, all over the place. In terms of a youngster growing up in their maybe their early teenage years, that ambition to win a county championship and wear the county jersey is something that they hope will come to them at some stage in their career. You didn't have to wait very long because your first taste of, I suppose, probably adult football was captain in your club to uh, under or to a senior 
county title back in 1974 with an amalgamation of St Mary's and Kiltubbard, known as Sheemore Gales. 18 years of age, captain of the club. How does an 18-year-old become the captain of a club? I don't know. Um, there was Fina, Kiltubbard and Carrick. Um, I think there was a meeting among the senior players. I was. This is only my second season playing senior. So uh, there was a meeting among the players and whether they couldn't agree to nominate a captain, I just walked in the door and it says, you'll be captain. So I was the captain. I think you're doing yourself <laughs> a bit of a disservice there. <laughs> I wasn't canvassing for the job, we put it that way. So... Uh, no, I remember Paddy Guckin turning around to me and says, you'll be captain, so I, I says, right. <laughs> but I didn't know whether he was joking or not, and it stayed there. Paddy Guckin, he'd be Jimmy Guckin's father nowadays. So uh, that's who was playing. I was playing with him then. Uh, he was then the county player at the time, and uh, he, he, he was the senior player in the dressing room then, so if he said something, he didn't say a lot now, to be honest, but when he did say something, you listened to him. So that's the way it was. What do you remember of that year in terms of that campaign? An amalgamation is, is, is uh, if it works, it can be very good. If it doesn't, it, uh, it just fades away. So when you amalgamate, you just, you get the impression you're just there for the championship and champion alone. But it was, it was quite good. We, we gelled together very well for three teams and us being the county team or the, the, main, the main town. So... Um, I remember we played our first game, I think it was in down under Shambo in the pitch. And we played Manor Hamilton and we won that. And the teams that picked up after that, so we went straight through. And uh, it worked out very well in the end. It was quite good, actually, you know, but we beat Mohill in the final, which was great. But um, there were some very good players then, you know, coming, coming on it and that, you know. Would you have felt overawed at all going into the county final, captain, 18 years of age, still a minor footballer? Well, I wouldn't have understood the whole process of it or the whole thing of it. So when you go into a game like that, you're just focusing on the game then, you know. So you go in and play the game and get on with it. So um, not really, no, I wasn't. I suppose you wouldn't have had social media. You barely had local radio even at the time. I think it was just the Leitrim Observer a couple of days later. But in terms of the extra attention that being the captain brought to you at that age... Were you even aware of any of that? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been. I think the senior team, the senior players on the team, were more. I let it go at them. Really, I didn't, you know, I just got on with the game. That's all I was there for. So, no, I enjoyed it. And when we won it, I enjoyed it, and I was very happy about it. So, um, I'll always remember it. Yeah, it was great, great, we're great gonna, occasion. We're going to talk a little bit about twenty-one years later when you won your second county title because it's it's amazing that it took that long for it to, to come round again. But still in the 70s, three years after that senior championship title with Seymour Gales, you're back to play with St Mary's. St Mary's are back on their own. And you're still under 21, but you're playing and starring on that inter-county side that won Leitrim's first under-21 Connacht Championship medal. Talk us through that particular season. Yeah, um, well... If you go back to the minor the minor championships and that, we played Roscommon over in Galway in the Connacht semi-final then, and Roscommon beat us by a point. But Roscommon went on to win the Connacht Championship that year, so we kind of met them at under-16 at minor and under-21, because we, we met Roscommon in the under-21 final then again. So we kind of, we were able to beat Galway and Mio easy enough, to believe it or not, and Sligo. So uh, there was only the five teams in it then, and there still is. So, um, 
yeah, we played golf in the semi-final in Carrick and we beat them, you know. So we won that. Um, then we played Roscommon, as it says, in the final. That was down in Sligo. It was, it was, if I remember, it was a bad, wet day, a dull day. But we beat them by a point. I think it was a point. Um, they beat us by a point in the minor championship, remember. But they were very successful. They, they were in the All-Ireland final, I think, the year before that, at under-21 level. So it was quite an achievement beating Roscommon then. It would have been the first uh, underage title that Leitrim had won at uh, a Connacht level. What did it mean at the time to you as a player? Were you aware of the significance of that competition? Because you've only won it once since. Yeah, I would, I would have, I would have been because we're so annoyed at missing out. We should have done better at minor level, underage level, and we didn't. I was so annoyed at that. So we play when we played in the under twenty one. It was a, kind of a last chance to get something out of the underage. So that's what happened. The, the, the nucleus of the team stayed together. So we had a very good team. We had exceptional players then. Everybody talks about me and all that, but like Sean Layden was playing then and Frank Hula, and they were exceptionally good players, and you had great players like that playing. So um, there was, it was no, it was no um, fluke that we won it. We won it because we were the better team in Connacht. <laughs> you can't really say anything different about that. Let's move on to senior, and we're going to take a little step back in time because you made the breakthrough at senior level a long time before that under-21 success. You were playing for, for Leitrim. And the significance of your first game, you came on as a substitute in, in a championship game over Mayo, but it was to end in defeat, but it also was to end the career of the one Packy McGarty. So for that period, it was the only time you ever played on the same team together. How much of an influence was Packy on your career? Well, Packy... Packy lived in Dublin, as you know, so that time training wouldn't be as as, as um, often as it was as it is now, or that it wouldn't be as as professional as it is now. So the Dublin base players would train in Dublin, and we'd be trained down here. I think it was in Ballinamore at the time we used to train. Um, it was Packy's last game, and it was my first game. I came on as a sub. It was against me. It was in Carrick here. It wasn't. Oh, sorry. It wasn't in Mio. and. Uh, we were actually hammered, and uh, I think Packy had enough of it, and he 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 got out of it after that game. Um, so I says, sure, I'll keep going, and see how far it goes. So we had underage players, and we thought we could build it a bit stronger. But you need you need consistent underage teams, you know. Not one underage team will do it. You need a few of them to to lift the level overall. So that was that was our bigger biggest sort of problem we, had. we hadn't enough players coming in behind us again then at underage level so that was a bit of a drawback what was it like playing for Leitrim through the late 70s and, and pretty much the whole of the 80s when let's be honest there wasn't a whole pile of success in the county jersey at that stage well there wasn't but see it's different people forget the game then to win a Connacht Championship, you only need to win two games. It's not like now. You know, well, you, had, you hadn't that backdoor system as you have now, so if you're knocked out, you're gone. So you could only play one championship in a year and you're gone. So uh, if you could get a draw or if you could get a handy draw that you think you could lift your game and get into a Connacht final, but I never got into a Connacht final, but that was always the target. It was possible and it's just never achieved. We had a few close runs in again with Roscommon, with Galway and with Mio. And uh, I remember we beat Mio in, in the Champions Senior Championship, and we were made play the following Sunday against Galway. In Car- I know it was in Carrick, but Jesus, that was too much for us. I think you know, it's just one week after the other, we had three weeks in a row we played Mio twice. 
We drew them in my own, we beat them in the replay, and then we had Galway to play the next Sunday. So Galway beat us, beat us convincingly enough. I think that was the nearest we came to getting into a panic final at that time. It's funny because nowadays if you said we played Galway Mayo um, three times in, in a week, in, in, in a month even, that you'd be delighted to get a draw on a victory in, in two of those three games. It, it's a different kind of kettle of fish now. Wh- wh- how do you see it in terms of where Leitrim lie in, in the grand scheme of things in, in the present day? Um, the present day, getting out of Division 4 was quite good. They're going to be uh, playing a a higher level of football now, mistakes will be punished quicker. But at the same time, any of the teams that are in that division, there's quite a few of them, there's four or five of them that are beatable. So it's really up to the mentality of the team. If they want to do it, I think it's more mental than anything else. You, know, so. you mentioned you never played in the Connor final, but you did represent Ireland. The first ever compromise rules game that took place, or international rules as it's called now, uh, took place I think in 1984. And you were selected on the Irish team. Talk us through that honour and, and, and how it felt to be selected on that Ireland team and to be eventually crowned one of the best players in, in the series. After the championship, you're knocked out. Peter McDermott was the manager. He's the mead man. And uh, he picked a random selection of players. I think there was about 40 players picked or something like that. So we are brought away for a weekend over to Galway to train and see how we got on with each other. So he brought down the players, I think it was down to 25 or 26 players then, and I was on that. So um, we played Australia, we had three games against Australia, one in Cork and two were in Dublin, and the first one, Australia won it down in Cork, so we played against Australia in Crow Park, and we won that one, so it went to the third series. So I started from the beginning of the third series, and... Uh, um, Australia won the third series, but um, it was good, it was enjoyable, it was great to be playing with players um, that you think you'd never be playing with, you know, because it was, it was my outlet to a bit of glory or that, but um, other players are there all the time from the bigger counties, uh, and the Dublins and the Meads and the Kerrys at the time were the top teams in the country then, you know, so we were able to play with them and play to that level that they were able to play with quite easily, you know, so I wasn't phased by it. As well as the international aspect, of course, the the Connacht, the Connacht team in the Railway Cup, which doesn't really get much profile anymore. It's the Interprovincial Series now. It's kind of played at the back end of, of whenever. It was a bigger deal back in those days. Or Did you enjoy playing for Connacht? I did, yeah. Um, I think I was in five finals at Connacht and lost every one of them, so that'll tell you. <laughs> we used to win the semi-finals quite easy. Um, yeah, we, we never played well then in a final for some reason, I think. The Mayo jinx players put a jinx on us in finals or something. I don't know. <laughs> the curse was to Connacht, not just the. No, was, I I actually enjoyed it because we we got again into provincial. I, I used to like it in the end. It was I had mixed feelings for it, but it is good. It was a good competition, but it's I think it's gone now and it's not going to be it's not going to be coming back anytime soon. Do you so. do you miss that aspect of not not that it affects you directly, but do you think that players today miss that opportunity of, of getting that chance to play at a higher level, particularly for, say, a, a one-off player like yourself from Leitrim or Wicklow or, or Fermanagh, who might not get that opportunity to, to grace the big stage. 
for us players at that stage, you always look forward to something like that, international level, interprovincial level. It was great because um, it was our chance of getting getting something new, getting to new heights and playing a different brand of football. It was good. So I enjoyed it. I always did, you know. So I always look forward to it. Now, we, we talked about the 70s and 80s, but the 90s, you were still playing county football 18 years after, after you made your debut in that championship game against Mayo. In terms of how fo- county football finished for you, finished just as, I suppose, the PJ Carroll and John O'Mahony era was beginning, what are your memories from that time? Um, I was in America then when, when PJ Carroll started, so I was coming home. Uh, I was coming home from the States, so uh, Leitrim were going well at the time in the leagues and that. So I um, was asked would I come back and play, and I says I would. So I came back and played, and uh, the the team had changed all right. It was, um, there was a different atmosphere, there was a more winning atmosphere in the team. They weren't afraid to take on a team, so it was, it was quite good then. But um, uh, I was coming to an end. I was picking up a lot of injuries, so I was coming to the end of my career and I knew it. But um, we won the All-Ireland B final then um, against Sligo. But that's about it. When that was over, I think um, I was more or less gone at this stage. I, was, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't enjoying the football or I wasn't, wasn't preparing properly, so I just got out. I was getting too many injuries anyway, so really at that stage, so I left. Are there any regrets when you look back at, say, what happened in 94 that you weren't still involved in the squad at that stage? Ah, you would be, of course, but I knew all the players then because it was only after leaving the team uh, two years previous. And uh, No, it was good. I was actually back in America then when that kind of final was on and I was looking at 10 o'clock in the morning over in Boston. So uh, I was enjoying that, you know. And we were in a bar then at that time. We could only drink coffee, so, <laughs> so that was quite good. So it was a great, great to watch, great to see them winning, and it was, was very good. I enjoyed it. Could you see that coming in those last few years of your own county career? Um, I, I don't think I could, because um, all the main players that I grew up with, or I was playing with all around, they were all finishing up, so or finished. So I think I was next in line to go, so that was it, you know. You weren't to be completely disappointed though on the, on the Connacht front, and that was with your own club. And we talked about seventy seven or seventy four with Seymour Gales. Uh, St Mary's eventually broke that duck on winning a county championship in ninety five. What happened that year that it just all came together for St Mary's? Ninety five, we had a great, we had a good. Again, there was younger players coming up, and uh, we had a great. There was a great um, spirit in the team then. It was very good. We used to do training, we trained the usual nights and we always had training on Saturday morning, so the spirit of the team lifted up. It was quite good and uh, we enjoyed it and we got on with it. And then when we won the Leitrim Championship, we said, no, we may as well give Connacht a shot, you know, and that was the idea behind it because Ahoyland previous to that and Balnamore, they were in Connacht finals, but they didn't win it, so there was a chance there to be the first Leitrim team to win a Connacht Championship. So we took that seriously and we, we had some good wins against Sligo champions and Roscommon champions, Clan Gale then, they were in All-Ireland finals. So that put us in a great frame of mind for the game against Cora Finn over in, over in Cora Finn's own backyard. And it didn't work out there. It was a bit disappointing, but um, we should have come back another year 
And if we would come back the following year after that, I believe we could have beaten Currafin. Currafin were winning all Ireland then, you know, so we weren't that far off them. So I believe that if we got another shot at Currafin in Carrick, we could have beaten them around the home ground, the county pitch. Any regrets about leaving that behind you? Uh, you don't have regrets. You go out and give it your best shot, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You have to put up with it. It's no good crying over it. But no, the sheriff. If you're feeling regretful about all the games, I'd be very regretful altogether. <laughs> so, yeah. I think most Leitrim footballers over the years probably would have to yeah. share with that. In terms of moving on then from playing, you obviously took up the reins of, of Carrick on a couple of occasions. Um, what are your memories of, of being on the sideline and, and coaching the club? It's completely different for a change. You have um, 20, 25 players to look after instead of just one. Um, the attitude that you had mightn't be the attitude there. A lot of the players, you're always going to get, of the 15, 14 players, you'll get 12 or 13 of them. If you can get that many on board, you're doing well, you know. But club football is different. And if the players believe they're going to win it, they will train and do that. And that was, that was what you were trying to do. But um, I think I looked at things differently than they did. So it wasn't going to work out and it didn't work out. So... It's funny because my first experience of, of meeting you would have been I, I transferred to St Mary's in 1999 and you were the first team manager and you had us now I wasn't on the senior panel but I, I was training with with the adult teams and you had us in the gym on a Sunday morning and out running around Lock Key doing 5Ks and 10Ks of a Sunday morning and I don't think people quite grasped it but it's funny the things you were doing 20 years ago and maybe didn't go down so well in the club are the things that every club now almost take for granted doing those extra bits on your own out and running the roads or, or in the gym now strength and conditioning and they're almost if you're not doing it you're behind the ball now whereas you were way ahead of your time do you think maybe if you had been given more time that you might have been been that revolutionary um, idea in in the game here in the county to be at that, you have to bring not alone the players on board, you must bring the club with you as well, the club officers and that. They have to agree to the way you're doing things. And if you're doing things a little bit differently than they agreed, then that can cause a bit of trouble or that. or might, They mightn't just like it or that, but I don't know why they did. But it's true, we had them out in the forest park running, running, running that distance and uh, we had them in the gym. We used to have good workouts in the gym. They quite enjoyed that, you know. But that was then. And then you had the football. You had to get the football into them as well. That No, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed where it was going. But um, I I was kind of looking at it different than, than the others. I was hoping the players would take more responsibility on or that, you know. Some did, some didn't. So I... I couldn't um, fix that. There's a little gap there and I couldn't fix it, so I only stayed there very temporary and I left. You did come back later on and, and as a member of the management team, you you won a county championship. What was it like winning a third county championship this time on the sideline? I was with Matt Gaffey and uh, Fergal... Uh, um, Kieran Reynolds. Kieran Reynolds. And uh, we got together and Carrick... We're in this final year before and it didn't work out, so they rearranged and so I came on board for the second series. And uh, Matt is a very good coach, a very good teacher, and he was great because he'd, he'd be the link that I would have needed to talk to the players and all that. He had a better 
way with because he's from a teaching background he had a better way with people and that so that helped me out too I could see things the way he, he was doing it so we won the championship that year and we won the league I think it was the first time Carrick won done the league and championship so that was good but um, we were hoping to go a bit further in the Connacht championship and uh, we were beaten by the Sligo champions actually so beaten quite easily so it was a bit of a surprise so we had to say will we get together next year and give it a decent shot a better shot so we said we'd stay on, but it didn't work out. So um, no, I was very happy with that. That was a great experience. We had a good time. Um, we played. We played a good few challenge matches, and that too. We were playing against different counties, which is great for sharpening up players. You're not playing against the same teams all the time. So that was quite good. So um, it didn't. We won the championship in the league, and it was quite good. It was quite good for the club. And I think success came after that. Then they won a few more titles after that. When you get a taste of it it's quite nice so that's why but um, I think we we left a few games behind us too after that so we shouldn't have in terms of your sporting career it wasn't all Gaelic football for you even though that's what most people will remember you as you also played a bit of soccer I know I've seen your photograph in in Carrick Town shots but also with Athlone Town did you play League of Ireland I played it was the end of the season at Athlone I was playing at Carrick at the time, or we were playing, and we were playing schools football. There was a soccer team in the school then. At Lowen, I asked if we'd go down for a few games, so I went down in the season games. Played Shelburne and I think St Pat's and that. Played Dundalk, over in Dundalk. Um, it was quite interesting because uh, Tony McManus from Roscommon was on the same team as me, and uh, JJ Costello was the Mio goalkeeper, so we knew each other. <laughs> going out in the field as Gaelic players and we had to play soccer. So um, that was interesting. So it was good. I enjoyed it. But um, I don't know. I didn't give it enough time, I suppose. I didn't get enough. Because Athlone were changing managers then and the new manager came in then and cleared everybody out. So he didn't even see us playing. So I don't know what. I didn't know what was going on. No, I played a bit of rugby as well. And uh, I played... Uh, I've underage sprint records with sprint with uh, Carrick, the school's team, won uh, the under-12s and under-14 sprint, 100 metres and 200 metres. And we have Connacht medals as well. So we won the Connacht underage sprinting and that. So athletics is quite good. I used to like the athletics. It was a one-off. You're on your own. Whatever you've done, you got out of it. You know. So when you're playing in a team game, you're hoping that the other guys is coming along with you too. You know. So that's the difference. Looking back, are there any regrets that maybe you didn't go down that route of an individual uh, pursuit? And, and, and pers- I keep asking about regrets, I don't mean to, but it's just the way the conversation has flown. Was there any thought maybe that if had to go down the athletics route that maybe an Olympics might have been a possibility? Uh, or? I wouldn't have wouldn't been, not at, um, not at sprinting unless you did middle distance running or something. I'd be fast enough, all right, but I wouldn't be fast enough for that standard, no way be way behind it was too short for a start when you're running at that level you have to be fairly fast now and <laughs> fairly tall you know it's a different level well listen mickey thank you so much for coming and having a chat with us congratulations on your inductee ship i don't know what the word is your uh, acceptance into the hall of fame at the leitrim sports awards this year it's been long overdue and uh, thank you for all the enjoyment that you've given everybody from the county over the last 40 or 50 years it's been a great watching your career i know I only, I only got the tail end of it with club and county but to most people listen to this they would have watched you in the green and gold over the years and, and to all that success thank you so much okay Brittany, thank you bye
And so that, folks, is all we have time for today. A massive thank you to Mickey Martin for coming in and having a chat with us. Sincerest apologies about it going out a little bit later than planned. But of course, as they say, better later than never. Thank you so much to you for listening. And don't forget, we will be back again next week with another look at a Leitrim personality and tomorrow with our What's On event guide. Talk to you then.